We love getting your feedback. Today's episode is a direct result of a Facebook comment Jim received recently. You told us you wanted to go deeper into the topic of some creative ways to move your slow-moving inventory. I still need to know what to do with all those thousands of dog dishes I bought. Go listen to episode number 17 if you don't know what I mean. And now, here's your host, Jim Cockrum. Yes, that was Sam, and yes, I am Jim, and yes, thank you very much, listener, for being here with us today, my friend. This is Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm having a blast. Someone made the comment in our Facebook group, I'm like a kid in a candy store on this thing. That's because I really am having fun. I truly believe in my core, this is what I am meant for. This is my God-given calling. You've heard me call this my ministry. I love doing this. I take this very seriously, and I listen to your feedback. We had someone mention after a recent show, it was part one of a show on the topic of how to sell more of your products on Amazon, and I basically spent the entire mini episode talking to you about how you could have avoided a situation where you bought some of the wrong stuff. Well, the fact is, a lot of us have bought stuff that we just can't move now. And so this kind listener pointed out very politely in our Facebook group that I really hadn't given a whole lot of ideas for those of you who had already, it was kind of too late. You'd bought a bunch of stuff and it just wasn't moving, which is all of us at some point, right? We've all been in that scenario. So I wanted to spend a show and call it part two of that same topic where I actually talk about how to move some of that hard to move stuff. I actually heard from one of our great sponsors, too, who reminded me they have a tremendous service they can offer those of you who are having a rough time. So let's dive into that a little bit today. And perhaps you'll have more ideas to add to this list as well. So come join the conversation in our free Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes to every episode. And if you go to silentgym.com, you can get the show notes for this episode plus any other. All the links I'm going to mention today, all the resources I'm going to mention, it's all in there. And there's some really cool ideas. Now, a lot of times, if you, and like we say all the time, I'm going to be a little repetitive here, reference the last episode where we talked on this topic just a little bit and remind you that you make your money when you buy your inventory. And what that means is don't go around just buying stuff because you have a good feeling about it, remember? But if you have done that, or if the market changed, or if competitors suddenly rush in and you find yourself unable to compete and you've got this stuff, well, just like with buying a stock, sometimes you got to know when to cut your losses, and that means just dropping your prices and trying to sell it. Well, what creative ways do we have to protect your profits or hopefully maintain your investment to the greatest degree possible when you find yourself with a bunch of inventory that you're struggling to move? Here are some ideas, and hopefully there's a few in here that you're not familiar with. I'll start with some of them that maybe you haven't played around with a whole lot. And there'll be a link to this in the show notes. Go to silentgym.com. But there's a video I recently made. It's just a couple minutes long that introduces Facebook Marketplace. Now, we'll probably do a whole episode on this because it's kind of an exciting thing. If you're familiar with how Craigslist works, this is Facebook basically taking a stab at Craigslist and saying, hey, we can do Craigslist better than Craigslist can. Because everybody's already spending all day, every day on Facebook. So let's just put a little free marketplace in there. Yes, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. The only way you can see it is if you have the Facebook app on your smartphone. And it's not everywhere yet. So if you have the Facebook app, I'm not talking about going to Facebook.com on the browser on your phone. I'm talking about installing the Facebook app and then making sure you have the most recent version. And if you do that and you go to your 
to the home page in Facebook, you'll see this little hut looking thing and you click in it and I've got a three minute video that walks you through how to use Facebook marketplace and how to begin selling there. We've got people in our community that are doing really well. Our uh, soon to launch silent sales machine insiders.com. That's for people who want just a little more in-depth interaction. Like, you know, this podcast is me talking to a bunch of people. If you want to get in there and interact with our leadership team and ask questions and have us in there live interacting with you, well, we're going to be talking about these kinds of topics and going in-depth and doing webinars several a month in with our team, leading them with Brett and I and Nathan and all these guys. And this is one of the topics we have slated is to go into some people who are having success with Facebook Marketplace and how they've set it up. Because it is, like I said, it's a lot like Craigslist, meaning you're dealing with local people. You can deal with people within a wide range around you and they can look and search. And I suggest you go in and try to buy something using Facebook Marketplace to experience what it looks like from their vantage point. It's a lot of cash transactions. We have someone in our community we'll interview her soon, but I talked to her on the phone about how she does it. And uh, she just has a, a cash drop box on her front porch. People swing by, she uses the honor system and they pick up the item. Now, I wouldn't recommend that necessarily as the only option. You have to really know, like, and trust your neighbors and the people around you. I like meeting in a good, safe place when I do cash transactions with people. A McDonald's parking lot, for example. You know, a lot of cities now have uh, the police have set up, and you could request your police department to set this up. They just put a little sign in their parking lot that says, this area is video monitored and specifically designated for cash exchanges of items bought online. It's just a simple little sign you can convince your city to put that in the police parking lot. Pretty cool idea, huh? You know, but those are the kind of places you can do these cash transactions. Now, don't do them yourself all day, every day. Hire a kid or someone you trust to do these. Have a certain designated time once or twice a week where you go and you meet the people who've bought stuff. Maybe, you know, you can get creative with it. But the main thing I'm saying, I'm not going to spend this much time on every point, but you can get creative with liquidating your inventory locally. Don't neglect local. Put it into bundles and stick it on eBay. Hey, we've got a lot of 50 widgets, 50 of them. Stick it on eBay and start an auction and get rid of it. You know, so the answer isn't always, let's get more creative on Amazon and see what we can do on Amazon. That's not always the answer, guys. Sometimes it's time to liquidate, to take your losses maybe a little bit, gift some of it out, maybe donate it to a charity and take the tax right off. You know, these are some creative options that we all have. Now, if you haven't tested paid ads on Amazon for your product yet, you can probably play around with that a little bit, although it's a good way to lose a lot of money. So make sure when you start playing with paid ads that you set your daily budget and you keep an eye on your conversion rate. This isn't hard to do, okay? Uh, we do have a course, the Proven Performance Inventory course, we'll stick that in the show notes too, that walks you through how to use paid ads the right way. But if you're just talking about testing out and trying to move some slow-moving widgets, why not? Set up an ad. Throw it out there. See what happens. Maybe you will start moving some. Maybe the return on investment will be good, but don't play around with it for more than you should know within 40 or $50 spent if you're onto an ad that's going to work or not. You don't need to spend a lot of money to test out paid ads. You know, Just make sure you're using all the platforms. I mentioned eBay. I mentioned Facebook Marketplace. Craigslist is still very viable, very busy. We're getting really excited about Walmart. We haven't done a show on that yet. But Walmart's coming on strong. You heard Brett say a few episodes ago that for every 10 widgets he sells on Amazon, he expects to sell three or four on walmart.com. And it's not rocket science. And you can put any products you want on Walmart. It doesn't have to be your own private label products. Once you're in, you can upload your whole catalog if you want to. So and here's one of our uh, sponsors. Talk about uh, Chris over at BoxFox. 
Chris Palmer. And we'll have a link to them in uh, the show notes as well. If you go to silentgym.com, look up this episode in the show notes, a link to BoxFox. Basically what they do is they buy and help you liquidate bulk inventory. They work with a lot of retailers and a lot of our community actually finds a lot of good inventory. Like if you specialize in certain areas, uh, let's say there's a retailer that bought, you know, 500 too many widgets of whatever, and they're just wanting to liquidate and get rid of them. Well, BoxFox helps them auction off that lot to the online seller community and you can get some great stuff, but it may, it can go the other way too, where like you've tried to sell something online and you can't, well, maybe there's someone somewhere in the world that does know how to move it. So you can auction it off through BoxFox, a great sponsor of our live events. Uh, Chris actually happens to live here locally. The guy that runs the company, really cool dude. So uh, check them out, and I'm not getting paid to say that, and I would tell you about them even if they weren't a sponsor, but they are a great sponsor. That's how these relationships work. You know, that's the same thing. I, you know, I brought Jeff on from Seller Labs here a few shows ago because he's a great dude. Yeah, sure, they've paid us for some sponsors, but we recognize the value of these mutually beneficial relationships. That's how business is supposed to work. And something else I want to mention, if you haven't tried it yet, and this can be a great way to move a slow-moving product, especially if you went all in and you thought you had the the next great private label product. You bought one of those big, expensive courses and they convinced you to go all in on some product that you can't move now. Here's a creative solution for you that we've seen work. And again, I'm going to reference the PPI strategy. That's what Brett, my eight-figure business building partner, eight-figure business on Amazon doing just what I'm about to describe, okay? You bundle products that have hot keywords with products that have very average or even lame keywords. And it has to be a logical bundle. It has to be a bundle where the customer thinks to themselves, yeah, that makes sense that you would put those together. You know, you don't put a spatula with a basketball and call it a bundle. Amazon will shut you down. The customer will think you're nuts. Don't do those bundles. That's not what I'm talking about. But are there any high traffic, high converting products that maybe they're not all that profitable, right? So you've got this product that everybody's selling for, you know, virtually no profit. You look on Amazon and there's 400 sellers and they're all FBA sellers and they're all prime. You're like, oh, why would I ever get into that? But it's a very complimentary product to your product. So you make that popular product your loss leader. You're not looking to make any money on it. You're buying them for eight bucks a piece and you're selling them for six dollars a piece. If That's fine. If it makes sense to bundle it with your other widget that's moving very slowly, right? So you've got your coffee filters, let's just say, that you've bought and you bought a ton of them and you thought you were going to change the way coffee is made in the universe and so you've got 50,000 of them in your garage, but no one's buying them. Well, how about you uh, bundle those up with a popular coffee and now you're selling the coffee at break even or maybe a little loss, but you're selling your pack of 200 filters for a great 300% markup. And there's your profits, right? So thinking creatively about how you can bundle the product up differently with popular products and create a bundle, we go in depth into that concept in PPI. It's one of the strategies you can use. And yeah, you need to be aware. Amazon has some rules about you can't bundle a name brand product with a non-name brand product, you know, in, in full. Basically what Amazon is saying, don't fool the customer. Don't make the customer think that they're buying Nike socks when they buy your Nike shorts. If you've created a bundle and you've got some Nike shorts and you say, hey, it comes with these awesome socks, you got to make it clear they aren't Nike socks, 
right? That you, the customer can't be confused by that. Amazon won't be happy. Your customer won't be happy. But if you're very straightforward and your title and description, you can still benefit very much from that traffic. And yes, you can bundle with name brand items as long as you're not fooling the customer. Because really, at the end of the day, what is the definition of a name brand? I mean, nobody truly knows. Like, is there someone out there with a with some kind of metric? Like, well, unless your ad budget is $50 million a year, you're not a name brand, according to Amazon. No, there's no metric out there. So you put a brand on it, guess what? It's a name brand now. You could literally do that, just pull one out of the air. Use a thesaurus and pull a name brand out of the air. You've got a name brand now. So don't be confused by those rules. Brett and his team have done this hundreds of times, literally, where they've combined hot keyword. It's not just about the name brand to be a hot keyword. There's all kinds of hot keyword phrases. Someone else, you know, you can get keyword phrases as easy as, you know, pop culture. What are people saying now? What's showing up on T-shirts? You know, it's not trademarked. It's just a popular phrase that's showing up. And you have a you use that as part of your product title. There's people doing some very, very creative things now. And again, we go into all of this in the Proven Performance Inventory. It's a very creative course that I can't do justice because it's a video-based, we show you examples type of course. But if you're having trouble moving your inventory, creating some creative bundles is definitely the way to go. Uh, one other thing you can try that we've had some success with here locally, depending on where you live, but flea markets. Now, I have literally never been to our flea market booth. My mom's sister helps us run one for us. We've got some different ones here around town, and you can, for a few dollars a month, get into one of these flea markets, and you pay for your booth, and you just you put all your stuff in there and put prices on it, and you're in there with all these other flea markets, and you don't have to man your booth. 24 hours a day. You can be there if you want to. But as people buy products, they shop just like any other store and they take them to the front. And as they're checking out, they look at the box and go, oh, this belongs to booth number 47. So they credit your account. They keep a percent and credit your account. It's worth a shot. I mean, we set up our office right across the street from one of the biggest flea markets in the area that only runs on certain days. But there's indoor flea markets that are open just like regular businesses. It's worth a shot, guys. It doesn't cost a whole lot to get one of these booths and get in there and just put all your stuff in there that's not moving very quickly. You mean you get a little broken or dented, damaged box type of stuff or whatever. You got to do something with it, right? This it's worth a shot. And we're talking about coming out with maybe a course or curriculum on it. But you know what we found is it always surprises us what really moves and what just kind of sits there. So you'll get a feel for it. And uh, you know it doesn't take long to educate yourself on how flea markets work. Hey, why not just partner with someone who already has a booth? And say, hey, I'm going to send you a list of all my inventory. Just go find the the biggest, baddest flea market expert in your area. And say, hey, I'm going to send you a list of some hard-to-move inventory. See if any of this looks interesting to you. I'll give you a nice cut if you can help me move it. They'll love doing that for with you, for you. Or not, the creative partnership. But, you know, this goes back to one of the secrets I've told you guys before. Partner with people who are experts in their niche area. Specialists, right? Always be looking for specialists. The people who wake up, eat live, breathe, sleep, a specialty. Those are the people you want to befriend and find multiple income stream opportunities with and mutually beneficial arrangements with, okay? So why not find that biggest, baddest dude in town that's got his flea market thing rocking? Go approach him, right? Why not? Have you tried that yet? I bet you haven't. That's a good way to move your excess inventory. All right, we had a uh, a decent Facebook conversation started up on this topic in our Facebook group. I'd love for you to jump in there if you want to ask further questions about anything we've talked about today or you have 
new ideas that you think should have been included on this show that you'd want to run past us and uh, help our community out. We'd love to have you join us in our Facebook community. We hang out there every day, 24 hours a day. It's a global community. You can even go stick a pin in our globe. We've got a world map, we call it. And you can see who else in our community happens to live near you. Who knows? You might be like right next door to some people in our community that love online selling and internet marketing and online business. Some of the most powerful relationships you can build are those people face-to-face. We've talked about this, right? Getting together face-to-face, kicking around ideas, helping each other solve problems, creative partnerships, forming a mastermind maybe. Hey, we, we love seeing that stuff happen in our group. So we made this world map. Jump into our Facebook group, stick a pin in the map, see who lives near you. It's pretty cool stuff. All right, well, I'm going to sign off. This has been a fun mini episode. You guys have told me you like these, so I try to pack a lot of really good content, get in, get out, get on with your life. Love serving you guys. Love doing this for you and with you. Keep the ideas coming. And hey, if I haven't mentioned it lately, we are tearing up the charts on iTunes, and I have you to thank for that. Thank you so much for telling a friend or spreading the word sending people to silentgym.com and saying, hey, check out this crazy dude's podcast. He's got some good stuff. I appreciate every single one of you, even if you only told one person about it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. All right, God bless you. I'm out of here. Talk to you next time.